Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and week-long to System Masteri, the podcaster where we review a dead horse 1D67 damage at a time. On today's episode, we review Wizards and Gunslingers, a game about wizards and maybe also gunslimbers. There's nothing interesting to say here, really, so to generate interest, I toped this intro at a weird angle with my eyes closed, and I'm rabding it verbatim. Yet's key! everybody, welcome back to System Mastery. It's me, the host of this show, Jeff, joined as always by John, who is here. That's right. Yep, there you are. Back in my proper place. <laughs> That's right, I took, over the, I took over the mic again. We're back in my house. Huh? I'm uh, about halfway done with building a new record- recording studio here at, uh, at my place in my awful dingy garage. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> We're kind of running out of options. The kid's getting bigger and needs their own room. <laughs> The kid's getting bigger and will eventually eat me. That's true. She will. She'll either eat us or push us out of the nest. <laughs> We're okay with that, though. That's that's what it takes to be. Yeah, a, it's, you got to support the next generation. That, that's apparent in the modern era. You you uh you you use your body to keep the child alive until they eat you, and then you're just like, oh, good. At least you know, try to call every once in a while. <laughs> try try to call my dead body. And don't just call when you need to borrow money or eat more pieces of me. <laughs> so uh. So how you doing? Oh, you know. No, I don't. Please go on at length. Great length, please, please. I don't want to talk about the game at the all. The greatest of lengths. Yeah, yeah. Just go ahead. Spin me, spin me a novel, won't you? Well, you know, I've, uh, I, I finally started watching uh, Dimension Twenty. I don't know what that is. It's the Brandley Mulligan actual play stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's actual play. Okay, I don't know what that is. I'm kidding. I know what that is. Okay, so there's this thing called role-playing games. Oh, is that different from story games? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but no, it's the first time I've really had an AP that I gave a shit about. And mm. I'm sure it's... I mean, yes, all of the people on Dimension 20 are very good. And Brennan is a very good GM. Mm-hmm. But honestly, being able to watch... And they have, like, giant fucking set-piece fights where it'll be, like, one episode is all RP and one episode is just a giant fuck-off fight. Yeah, I've, I have only heard the very barest about this because I like AP shows about as much as you do. Um, and I hear that there's, their one is not a lot of wasted time. No. They just open the game. They're like, this is what we're doing. And here we go. Yeah. They're like, here's a weird premise for a game. We are playing that game. These are our characters. Here we go. Yeah. Sounds very nice. It's good. I love, I mean, the... Uh, the Dimension 20 crew, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Perry and a bunch of people on there, 
do all the like minis and the Wait, set for, stuff. former governor of texas rick perry of course yeah obviously that is what i mean just wanted to make sure the, the guy with the awful horned rimmed glasses who uh-huh like every texas governor in the history of texas has been a weird piece of shit that i would sooner that i would let burn rather than pee on <laughs> yeah okay just making sure yeah that one <laughs> he makes little minis now oh how good i'm glad he has the glasses <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, that's fun. But also it very much is like, oh, I want to play a game now. I want to play a game with friends and then make stupid jokes and have a dumb time. I know you've, you've been having that hankering recently and I've started to develop it too, but I think that's literally just contact poisoning. Yeah. Like I was perfectly fine being like, no, I spend all my time either building an office in the garage or writing or reading for the show. I don't want to play any games. I just want to I just want to make content. And now I've got the bug. Yeah, now it's in you. <laughs> I'm infectious, baby. Damn it. Uh, I'm tested positive for wanting to play some old role-playing game. Fuck yeah. It's not an itch I get very often anymore, which you'd think would ruin my credibility as a person who hosts a show about role-playing games. But surprise, surprise, it doesn't at all. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> I checked and it doesn't. I asked around. Uh-huh. Don't worry. You don't have to do any research of your own. I checked with top men. <laughs> top men. <laughs> and bottom men. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you always got to check in with the bottom men, see how they're doing. And I got I, You know, that's that's good caregiving is what yeah. that is. <laughs> uh, that and I got a, a rental because I got a... Rental car. Yeah. My uh, my car, which... Uh, was murdered, by, for, which was uh, butly murdered. <laughs> just... An entire corner of it just taken out like a fucking giant took a bite out of it. Yeah, you lost like the back left quadrant of your car. It was, it was and that was its best quadrant. <laughs> Aw, my favorite quadrant. <laughs> so, so uh, that's going to be repaired soon. But in the meantime, you've got a, a fun little Chevy to tootle around in. Yep, I got a little car that I can fart around in. Mm-hmm. Which it's surprising going from like a very nice hybrid to some random car, and I'm like. Well, this isn't getting 600 gallons to the, or miles to, to the, the hectare. Tank. Where am I going with this? I was given 30 hectares to one liter of kerosene. Normally, I could drive this car to the Bay Area and back and never stop. <laughs> Which is what you've been doing. <laughs> Nonstop. <laughs> Why would you ever stop? <laughs> Currently recording from inside of a car. <laughs> The acoustics are great. I just got back from a camping trip. I was up around the. I was up in the hills of San Diego, yeah, like, up in the mountains. I was. Well, I wasn't. I was. Elevation was only like forty five hundred feet where I was, but out at a nice lake, uh, having some camping times and cooking for, cooking for toddlers. Good times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got zero sleep because I'm bad at sleeping even in a real good bed. Oh yeah, for sure. Which I put me on like an air mattress in the tiny cabin in the woods, and I'm like. Oh, okay, I'll get eight seconds of sleep tonight. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was I was invited along, and I was like, I will die. Yeah, I don't think you would have had a very good time. There was no room in there for... The, the cabins aren't great for a mixed family unit. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, but it was a nice time, you know? Good camping. Good camping. Good camping. Good camping. Good camping. Mm-hmm. Orange slices? Now, I ate a lot of them. Now it's time to talk about Wizards and Gunslingers, a game that shockingly came out in 2007. Yeah, when I was going through this, I mean, I was thinking probably late 90s. Yeah, I figured mid 90s, but yeah, absolutely percentile. It's it's an all percentile game that feels like it was written like first principles like 
Like, I don't think this was this person's first role-playing game they ever saw, but they definitely were like, well, I'm going to write one with no connection to anything that's ever existed. Yeah. I mean, the problem is so much of it feels like the first time a second generation of someone that played something that was like, you know, oh, my first game was like Pendragon, but now I want to make a wizard gunslinger game. Yeah. Man, it's the weirdest cross to bear seems to for role-playing games designers seems to be like Weird West stuff. Like, eh. like I'm, I, I know there are good Weird West games out there. You guys, you know, like Dogs in the Vineyard and actual Weird West, Aces and Eights. There's some good games that exist in this genre, but more often than not, this is like the fiasco, and not the good fiasco of the role-playing game. Ah, the fiasco, the story Hold game. on, is there a role-playing game called Debacle? Good, I don't think so. Good. This is where most debacles seem to happen. Hold on, I gotta get on itch real quick. <laughs> Don't you make a game called Debacle just to ruin my analogy. Don't you do it. I see you over there on a keyboard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the... uh, I feel as well like this game... I mean, we haven't gotten any specifics yet, obviously, but I also feel like it doesn't go far enough with the idea where you're like, oh, I want to do wizards and gunslingers. And when you hear that, there's a type of idea in your head and you can go, you know, a lot of different directions with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go like, oh, it's high fantasy, but with guns and you can use them like, you know, you would spells. Like, I'm just going to shoot a fireball at you. You could go the other direction and be like, oh, this is very gritty Western. It's Western. Yeah, that's that. my, my mind immediately. Go, well, it doesn't help that the cover is a cowboy hat against a sunset. But even without that in my head, I hear wizards and gunslingers. My first thought is, oh, someone's trying to do weird West. See, I, I mean, there's, uh, like the Brandon Sanderson stuff that's the later, uh, Mistborn series where it's like, oh, it goes from high fantasy into, you know, centuries later and now there are guns and carriages and shit like that. Sure, sure. But the magic that existed in the high fantasy setting still exists. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing where I was like, oh, you know, you could go one of two ways, either the high fantasy or that type of route mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, it's cowboy times but also there's some magic this one does this is cowboy times and also some magic so to get that out of the way this is not you know like oh there's carriages and it's the 18th century and also detect magic still works this isn't that one this is the uh this is the cowboy hats and also maybe there's a wizard on your cowboy hat team and it's very strange because they're so far apart where it's just like what are the things you can do? Well, you could be a cowboy or a thief, or you could be a tinkerer, or you could be out there roping cows, or a wizard. Yeah, just You're a like, wizard. There's just one thing that's wizard and everything else is cowboy related. Well, it's funny because the premise is so easy to convey right away. Like, if I tell you, oh, we're going to play a Wild West game, and there's there's spellcasters. You're like, oh, okay, well, where are the spellcasters coming from? That's your first thought. You're like, oh, why are there spellcasters? Are they? Is it that it's a long-running tradition all over the country? Is it a thing about the West where, like... They discovered a thing yeah, out you west. you find that, Ghost Stone or they're, whatever. They're granting you power. Because there's all these, there's so many of these games that we've seen the answer to that question a bunch of times. But in this one, there's just no answer. Yeah. There's just like, why are there wizards out there in the old, in the old west? Eh, because there are. Because there are wizards. Yeah. I mean, you don't even get an answer for why there's cowboys in the old west in this book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it almost runs the whole, oh, there was high fantasy and then we got to this. But it was like. Uh, there was a big empire, and then you ran away from it and came here, and 
now for some reason running away from the empire means you got horses and guns yeah i will give this book credit that as far as wizard or or a gunslingy type wizard games go it does not it's not set in the united states in like the 1870s and there isn't a bunch of like lost cause confederate bullshit which seems to be the number one thing we run into and we have to read these wizards and cowboys games it's always like you can play as a confederate soldier who was one of the good ones um although to this uh game's detriment i will now read (laughs) from the book ah please in the history of the oberon empire from the east came the easterners (laughs) and their exotic ways their strange skin and the brutal methods of combat wowzers (laughs) yeah the book okay so the game is set in a land called westroom um and it's named after the guy who, like, went there first. Yeah, James, old Wild Westru. Old James Westru went there first, and he was such a good and noble cowboy, and he settled everything so well and nicely that they named the continent after him. Um, and, and I guess you come from the old continent of Oberon or whatever. Yeah, the the general idea is you're supposed to be, like, fresh off of the boat. That's why you're a level one character. Oh, there's a section. There's a thing that's, that, that's like, the thing that, that's above the... When you get off the boat and you enter Westru for the first time, there's... I got it right here. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Westru. You just stepped off the ship that has carried you from the Empire. Your past is behind you. Uh, Far across the ocean, your future is now. The decisions you make from this time forward will directly affect not only your life, but the world and those who live in it as well. Choose your path wisely. Westru is a dangerous place full of thieves and murderers, hustlers and brigands, so take care where you tread. Keep your friends close and keep your enemies even closer. The new world awaits you. Good luck. Reads the welcome sign above the south docks of Federal City. That's a big-ass sign. That's a huge fucking sign. (laughs) I also like that the the welcome to our neighborhood sign is like, yeah, we're completely full of thieves and murderers and brigands and hustlers. It's great. Why don't you check out our dockside rehabilitations? There's a squid cannery. Hey, welcome to the dock. This place sucks ass. Welcome to it. (laughs) You're like, what? You probably shouldn't have left. Why is that on a fucking welcome sign? (laughs) What what chamber of commerce approved that? Oh, God bless. God bless this game and its weird decisions. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way early. Um, Like John mentioned already, um, the super basics we already talked about. Wizards, gunslingers, all percentile dice. Feels like it was designed by someone whose definitely first game this was. But I want to make it very clear. This book is written weird. There is a, not all the time, but there are times when you are reading this where you're like, was this translated? Was this a second language situation? Because certain turns of phrase or the way sentences are written, it just feels like, oh, you didn't quite get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's just there's just some sense missing. Like there's a uh, there's a part. Oh, oh, first of all, to really get across how weird this game is written, this is a 200 plus page book that is written entirely as a single giant FAQ. <laughs> and I think that's a worthwhile place to start, that every subheader in this book, and there are thousands of them, is a question. Help! What is strength? Mm-hmm. What skills does everyone possess? That should be what skills do everyone possess, but it isn't. Uh, what are skill experience bonuses? What if I have no skill percentage? What are the skill categories? Why is it written like a giant FAQ, John? Please tell me. 
it's a weird choice and it's not always that but it's generally that it's that for a large chunk of it for sure and then little sidebars that are just help exclamation point Mm -hmm. and even and those are just hey, uh, by this point, you should have done this in the character creation process. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need to tell me that after you gave me the, the stats, I should have made my stats. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not a thing I need in my book. <laughs> There's a section under the header, what is ranged combat? Uh, and the description of ranged combat reads like this. Uh, ranged combat takes place, as does most other forms of combat. Ah, uh, yes. Because there's like literally a period and then a capital A for as. So it's like, yeah, I guess combat doesn't not take place. I guess. I guess. In this game. I guess firearm it's, combat also does also take place. It, it as occurs. Well. It's not theoretical. It actually happens. <laughs> or the, uh, the horse descript, the, the, the horse damage description is a really weird one. That's, that's a mind bend from the start to finish. There is a, because, you know, obviously this is a cowboy thing. Mm-hmm. Horses are going to be important. Yeah. And so obviously there are rules for your mount and, you know, health and damage to your mount and so on. But there is a point where they're like, hey, it takes 50% damage in order to make your mount fall down. Of course, let's be realistic. It will take 30% and then they'll fall down. And I'm like, then say the fucking what it's your game it's it's a crazy okay it's it's written out like this it goes uh at 50 percent damage to a body part because now this game has hit location and body damage tracking obviously everything all the armor can degrade and also has locations and it's just you can always tell when a game when all they can think of is like i've written survival games or i've read survival games in the past because that's the only thing the book has to offer is like millions of hit locations types of encumbrance you're like this is really boring it's what i grew up playing though uh, but anyway, the horse damage section is like, if a horse takes 50% of its damage to one of its body part areas, it will violently buck and then try to escape the combat. If it takes 75% damage to any one of its body part locations, it will collapse and start violently writhing on the floor. Okay, got it, no problem. Then there's a secondary subheading called Be Realistic. And then in the Be Realistic subheading, it says like, Let's be more realistic. If a horse took 30% damage to a body part, it'd fall over and start writhing on the ground. And you're like, well, do you want me to be realistic or do you want me to use the rules that you gave me? It's not like they were, they sprang unbidden into my head. You put them there. Yeah. That's one of those things in the games we review where they put down rules and are like, and boy, I wish we could change that. And I'm like, it's, you just put it, you wrote it down. <laughs> you don't have to. You can do what you want. This is not God's own law. If you said that horses fell over when they take 30% damage, I would have believed you because I'm reading your book. <laughs> uh wild <laughs> it's it just makes for an interesting read where you spend a lot of your time kind of like wiping your eyes and then reading that paragraph again to be sure also that paragraph half of it shows up randomly on a page oh yeah uh, there's a page about something else entirely like skill types yeah uh, and then the second half of the horse damage paragraph just sort of appears randomly on that page where all yeah, you're a- like reading through and it's like oh if you have a skill in carpentry, you can make a house. 
And if a horse took 30% damage, and you're like, hold on, where did the horse come from? <laughs> Both of us, were, we, 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 I was reading this while I was camping, and John was at home somewhere. And both of us were like, wait, what? I, I got to go back several I pages. Up. I, gotta, I, gotta, this I is, assume this is on me. I got to go back a page and find the begin, find the part where the reference to this. Yeah. I, it took me at least a minute to be like, oh, this is an editing fuck up. I didn't just lose my mind briefly. <laughs> so let's talk character creation. Let's, oh, get, let's yeah. get into it. Um, it's a, it's a point by, by system for three stats. You get 100 points to distribute as you see fit among strength, speed, and intelligence. You can only put as high as 50 in any given stat, and you can only have as low as 10. Yes. And for the most part, the stats, they give you some benefits, but usually not until you're at least in, like, the 40 to 50 range. Yes. Yeah. Um. So if you try to build an a evenly distributed character, if you're like, oh, I'll put 33, 34, 33 for my stats, you're going to have no starting anything. No, you're going to be garbage in all of them. Yeah. And the problem with that, though, is you're like, oh, okay, so I should probably pick something to be. Mm-hmm. But then if you're like, oh, I'll be, uh, you know, you look at speed, for instance. Speed is action economy because the higher your speed, the more attacks you get the better you are with ranged weapons the faster you are well you get bonuses to hit and to roll with strike which is to try and take half damage yep and initiative so all of this stuff on speed so you might go like oh i'll put 50 into speed obviously that's Mm -hmm. that's a no-brainer okay sure 50 in speed's good but even then you're like okay i got a 50 in speed what now uh, I don't good, know. Good bonuses start at 60. You, you still get like, oh, well, you got like a plus two or three. You get two attacks. You'd get three if you were at 51%. You're not, though, so fuck <laughs> off. I am because I randomly rolled that my character is very short. <laughs> yeah. This has a section of like, oh, you can decide how tall and how heavy and I what love you look it- like, but there is like... Oh, I could just get plus two speed if I'm short. I love Great. that it's like, hey, you can either pick or roll randomly on this selection of charts. And normally we would skip over the section that's like, hey, roll for your character's eye color and whether they're left or right handed and all that. Because a lot of old games include it, but it's never very interesting unless they fuck up in some way. But here you're like, yeah, you can pick how tall your character is. If you choose really short, you get a speed bonus. If you choose really tall, you get a strength bonus. So probably make your choice based on which one of those things you want a bonus in or roll randomly but why would you roll randomly when you could get a bonus you wanted also if you want to be a little heavy you can get just plus one strength no penalties yeah i mean if you go real heavy you get plus two strength but you're minus four to speed so you may as well just take plus one strength and no drawback yeah pretty good benefit there um there is in that section well Let's finish up with, yeah, these stats basically can cover what they sound like they cover. Strength covers physical brawling and your health pool. Yeah. Uh, speed is every other aspect of combat. <laughs> and uh. intelligence is uh, basically how many followers you can have, and it will control, like, your spell levels and so on if you make your character into a caster. Yeah, because your health is based on your strength so if you have a 30 strength you got 30 health Mm -hmm. and your mana for casting is based on intelligence so if you got 30 intelligence you got 30 mana yeah but if you're not casting then it doesn't matter now stats go as high as 125 
They can go higher, uh, but if they do, then they start. They have like diminishing returns in terms of what bonuses you get. In most cases, in some cases, he forgot to put in a diminishing returns value, and so they become in- incredibly better the moment you pass 125. Well, 125 is as high as you can get without like Normal. magic yeah yeah if you have like a magic potion or armor or whatever that gives you a bonus you can get past that mm-hmm. but you can only ever get 125 max which given that you start with 100 points the fact that they immediately follow it up with now what happens when i have 325 points in my stats i'm like how do what when would i even get that and honestly the game's level system is you get some more stats but it's like you got four stat points. Yeah, you have to play this game for years. What, the, Like I was saying, the sneaking suspicion I got when reading this, there's a couple things that kind of stick out at both of us right away. Uh, based on the crafting system and the inventory systems of the game, it's very clear that whoever designed this is big into either MMOs or Elder Scrolls. Yeah. We got that right away. Everything is very much like, if you would like to craft a potion of poison, find three things frog thistle and one hard branch mm-hmm. and combine and i'm yeah. like oh do i go to the crafting station and a little bar pops up <laughs> and there's and- only like 10 plants that you can possibly get yeah and it's like ah in order to find these plants it is very easy they make low level potions these are harder to find they make high level potions you'll probably need to go to the level 70 zone for that and you're like Okay, sure, man. The other one that's kind of fun is if you kill a cow, you will get 10 meat units, and each meat unit can feed uh, three to six people for three to six days. Yay. If you kill a chicken, you get one chicken unit. It's a meat unit, but it's chicken meat. Yeah. So you get the sense that it's either he's got a really strong MMO or Elder Scrolls type vibe, or the thing I kept picking up is this guy has only played hex crawl exploration type survival dungeons. Like well, games. More than anything, it was the the tailoring thing that made me think MMO, because it was like, do you want to make a cloak? You will need 24 cloth. Yeah, you need 24 cloth. I'm like, cloth comes in bolts. Each bolt is eight cloth. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the systems that I looked at, and I was like, 24, just, just cloth. Any cloth? And then I can make a coat. All right, sure. Whatever. <laughs> the other MMO one that's kind of a dead giveaway is the, uh, the values of metals in an ascending table where base level items in this game are made out of iron right because you know that's you know cowboy times that makes sense cold iron on your hip that sounds cool as hell yeah but what if you wanted to go one step above iron what's the next best metal than iron it's harder it's got more durability and it's uh it's just better to make your armors out of oh it's copper oh of course now in the and as nonsensical as that is in the most mmo step the one above that is gold because everyone knows there's nothing better for a hard, solid armor than gold. Yeah, you should definitely make your whole armor out of gold to get t- plus 25% structural damage capacity. or It doesn't have SDC, it just SD. Uh, structural damage if you make your armor out of nice, soft gold. <laughs> the and then, best. And then the last one, just to really cap home how much of an MMO feel it is, it's so weird to accuse a game of being an MMO when we have spent so much of our careers defending another game as not being like an MMO. The, the max one is a made-up metal, Crimsonite. Yes, which, of course, only shows up in the expansion, so. (laughs) Well, the expansion, they add dark iron. It's like regular iron, but dark. That way they can reuse the sprite. (laughs) Uh, Then, after that, we have 
Ooh, corrupted crimsonite? Mmm, <laughs> reusable Sprite, the new flavor. <laughs> uh, um, so, once you get your stats and everything, uh, you'll figure out, of course, because that's all your health and your mana and all that, you get all your yeah. nonsense there. Then health. you have 100 points to put into skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, health is equivalent to your uh, your strength, and mana is equivalent to your intelligence. Done. So yeah, you just write them down. Oh, I'm sorry, you already said that? I didn't even hear it. Yeah, it's fine. I thought I was paying very close attention to you today, too. It's okay. All right. It's all right. Anyway, um, yeah, you get 100 points to spend on skills, which I'm assuming John already said. No. I'm kidding. I know you did. No, I never said that. You did? That never happened. Yeah, you did. Our, Our writers, writers made, made that, that one up. <laughs> that was a bait. Uh, of course it was. Uh uh, you get 100 points to spend on skills. You can only put as much as 30 points into a skill, but you can put whatever 35. you want. To th- you can only put 35 points into a single skill. You can only have a maximum of six skills. Well, yeah, because you have to put at least 10% into a skill. You still can't buy 10 skills at 10%. It gives you a hard cap max of six starting skills. Yes. So you can pick up to six skills. Mm-hmm. Have to, if you pick one of the skills, put at least 10% into it. At most, 35. And the the skills in this are all in different categories that are the classes that they belong to now you don't have to say only get skills from your class like if i decide i want to be a thief it's not like i only get thief skills yes but and there's instead of deciding at the start i am a thief Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm getting it's you pick your skills and then whatever category you have put the most percentage in is the class you are. Yes. Um, now, they're organized. The, fir- the the skills are organized a couple of times because they're categorized in a couple of different ways. The first category blocks you find of them are when they're organized by the classes of the game. So there's, I think, six blocks. So you can be an yep. adventurer, an artisan, uh, a fighter, a thief, a, uh, a, a knowledgeist. Thinker. A thinker, thank you, or a wizard. Um so that that part's pretty easy. If you want to be like, oh, I'll play an adventurer, you go, oh, I need to pick most of my skills from the adventurer skill list. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the actual skill list later, and it's organized. Instead of that, it's alphabetical and by uh, physical knowledge and weapon type skills. Well, there are still six types of skills. They just aren't, instead of being called like uh, artisan skills, they're crafting skills. Mm-hmm. And they're not thinker skills. They're knowledge skills. No, Yeah. <laughs> So whichever ever, uh, block of skills you have invested the most of your points in determines your starting class. Um, as we may have noticed, again, this has kind of an old school MMO vibe in that you can start the game as like a guy who makes pots. Oh, yeah. And that was another thing where I was like, sweet. <laughs> you start as a fucking galaxies dude that just shows up and is like, hey, everybody, I make wallpaper. Mm-hmm. That's my whole who deal. Wants to buy, who, who wants to watch my pleasing dance? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So of all of these classes, three of them are things that would actually go out and do stuff. I'd say four. Sure. Eh. I'm, artisan and thinker are both like artisans are going to stay home and make stuff. Thinker, it even tells you straight up, like, why would a thinker go out into the wild? This is weird. Maybe if you're like a surveyor or something, you want to go out and do landscape mapping. Yeah, you're going to have one of those adventures where it's like, ah, uh, a couple cowboys have to escort this city boy. Yeah, they got to take Mr. Poindexter over here. Uh, but I would say that of the four that actually would do stuff, adventurer is just sort of a generic catch-all that 
potentially is the best at a single weapon out of anybody in the game. The problem I have with it is that the one that, in addition to all the other ones, with Artisan and Thinker being, oh, that's probably not very useful, the other one is kind of fighter because all of the fighter skills are just weapons. Yeah, it's all so, weapons. So instead of being like, oh, I'm the greatest, you know, gun arm in the West, well, you're not a fighter then, because a fighter would have to have put, like, oh, I, I'm also the best swordsman and archer. Yeah, if you take one weapon skill really well, then chances are you're an adventurer, not a fighter. Um, because it, cause, uh, fighters get... Every weapon skill in the game with a plus five skill percent bonus for each one of them, uh, where adventurers only get one choice of any weapon skill, but they get a plus 10% bonus on it. So if you're like, well, I want to play a gunslinger who just does guns, you should be an adventurer because you're going to get a higher skill bonus anyway. And why would you waste time investing skill points in the non-fighter or the non-adventurer skills? Hey, you know what's great? Hmm? So does the artisan. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The artisan gets a plus 10% to yeah. some weapon skill. Yeah. So that's a weird thing. Um, Thief is the one that we haven't really said out loud yet. Uh, it's basically sneaking and stabbing, but this game is hyper bare bones when it comes to character options and character development, so there isn't even backstabbing. That's not even a thing. No, the combat in this is just like, you attack someone, they either attempt to dodge or do not, then they attack you. Fun! Yeah, there's no thought in combat in this game. Now, I'm sure that that's supposed to be like, oh, a good DM could fix that. They just put lots of cool stuff all over the battle map. So they can be kicking over boiling pots and, and lighting fire to the curtains and swinging from the chandeliers. But uh, you could do that in a good game as well. So I don't know that that's a strong argument that uh, an outside force could fix this is never an especially good argument for a game. Uh, so so once you've, very boring. once you've taken your 100 skill points and you've put them on your, you know, four to six skills that you're going to get. Uh, like I said, you count up whatever category you have the highest amount of skill points in mm -hmm. is going to be the class you get. Each class gets a few skills uh, with some extra percentages, and it doesn't, you know, they might be shit that you just didn't get. Like, if you're an adventurer and you're like, oh, I didn't take like identify plant because i didn't care it still gives you five percent in it so you're like all right well i guess i got a five percent chance of telling what a plant is yeah that's another one of the things that's an interesting decision in this game your skills have no connection whatsoever to your stats so if you're like well i'm, I'm gonna play as an adventurer but i want to be really good at like gunslinging well i'll invest heavily in speed and then that way when I take my gunslinging skill, I can add whatever bonus I get from my speed stat. There isn't one. You don't get one. That's not a thing. The, yeah, the fact that it's like, oh, speed gave me a plus three. I'm like, yeah, but this isn't a D20 game. This is percentile. That plus three percent, mm, not doing a lot of heavy lifting. It's three percent better. Exactly. You know exactly how much better you are. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, once you've got your class, you're like, okay. Uh, these six skills, I get some bonus in. Usually it's shit you already had. And then, you know, a weapon skill at least. Yeah. Uh, and then as well, every skill has a, that's not a weapon skill has bonus related skills. Yes. If it's one of the starting ones you pick. Mm -hmm. So if it's one of the first four to six that you pick, then if I was like, oh, I got like, you know, alchemy. 
then it'll go, oh, great. Then you probably know how to fucking identify a plant and heal people or whatever. Yeah, you'll need to know how to do those things. So here's a little bonus to if you take those. Yeah, here's 3% to healing. And the thing is, in this game, little bonuses like that are your skill percentage. So, like, because when you're starting your game, your best skill percentage will baseline be 35%. The thing you are best at in the whole game. Oh, I mean, yeah. you'll have other bonuses to it coming from these these cross bonuses and so on. But if you're like, well, my character is an adventurer gunslinger. He has a plus 10% to a weapon. I'm taking uh, gun, a gun as my weapon. I have a 45% chance to hit people with guns because I'm the best gunslinger you can start as. Yep. That means I have less than a 50-50 shot of s- hitting someone who is standing still right in front of me. Yes. The best gunslinger you can be to start with. Watch my gun tricks, everybody thrill as i successfully fire a gun (laughs) it is nonsense now it does have some skills that it doesn't make you take that it just says everyone has because this is the west so cooking camping swimming riding a horse yeah they're like look you can you can do that you can go out on the range and live if you've got some food with you you don't have to roll for it (laughs) that's one of my favorite sources for another weird way of writing in this game is that section it's like one of the four skills that everybody knows Uh because again it's got that weird headline where it's like what are the what are some skills that everyone does knows or something like that what skills does everyone possess exactly that should be what skills do everyone possess Uh, i think i don't know maybe they wrote it right anyway um it's like hey there's no skill percentage associated with these skills because you wouldn't need it and then when you read the descriptions it's like cooking uh there will be a percentage roll if you want to cook good and i'm like well you just said there wouldn't be one well there is and it's your stat it's your uh it's your intelligence stat it's not a skill stat yeah it, it uses a class ra- ranking instead um weird choice now the i think the last thing in character creation is your saves Mm -hmm. you get a death save because it's just a save per stat and all of it is your stat minus 25 is your save yeah please note that that means that that at the start of the game you'll very likely have several percentage stats that are like zero or less yeah saves because if you're like oh i want to be focused on this thing well i guess i'll put this stat at like 20 well Looks like you've got a negative five to your save there, buddy. Oh, actually, definitely do write down negative five. It doesn't flatten at zero. You need to know that negative five so you have a hole to crawl out of when you try to make uh, decisions with experience and what have you. Yep. So you get death save, which not only is, oh, if you were going to die, you could try and make a death save to just fall unconscious. Mm -hmm. But it's also shit like, you know, in the swimming because it doesn't have a percentile chance, they're like, oh, you can swim normally. But if there's a strong current, make a death save. And I'm like, really? Really? A strong current will kill most people, like, all the time? <laughs> yes. Given that a starting human stats, because you're playing as a pretty badass character with your, like, 30s and everything, uh, a standard human has, like, a 15 to 20 in every stat, which means, yes, that most people will be immediately killed by a strong current. Yeah. The second the river starts moving swift at all any given human is like well that's me i also like that they tried to accomplish a parody of saves to stats so there's one save for each stat so you've got okay death save is associated with strength because it's your ability to just resist a thing that's killing you yeah straightforward uh intelligence magic save obvious enough intelligence is the magic stat makes perfect sense speed controls your ability to uh save against poison 
Yeah, I dodged yeah, I out of the way. way. He's run, he just run away from the poison. <laughs> this thing's trying to poison me. <laughs> well, it already bit me. I gotta save against that. I guess I'll just run faster than my leg so that my blood from my leg can't get to the rest of me. I'm gonna Scooby-Doo my legs into wheels so that it can't poison me. <laughs> the poison will be too confused to know which way to go. I'm running through these different doors. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out the top and the bottom. The poison's trying to go up towards my heart, but I've got my feet moving in that weird Sonic the Hedgehog run fast figure eight, so they just don't know where to go. (laughs) God bless you for trying to make three saves go with three stats and not knowing what the fuck to do with speed. Because reflex is totally a type of save. You just go like, oh, I'm dodging out of the way of like area attacks or something. But for that to be the case, this game would need to have uh, uh, cogent area attacks as a thing. God damn it. I will get into that. So <laughs> once you've got all that, you're basically set. Now, the game has two different progression ways. Yes. There is XP in this game. So, you know, you uh, you kill someone and they're bad and you'll get some XP. You know, you hatch a plan. You do whatever. You mm-hmm. get XP for it. And when you go up in a level, you get like... Ah, uh, you got five skill percentage points to put among all of your skills, mm-hmm. and four stat points, mm-hmm. and that goes up later. Like once you start hitting, like oh, at level five, you got five stat points, yes, and they, they so do on. Increase, but uh, in addition to that, there's also the old like when you make a Final skill roll yeah. and you succeed then you have a chance of gaining a sliver of a percentage. Yep. So you're like, oh, I've got a, you know, at the start, okay, I've got 35% and something. This is the thing I might actually succeed at. Nope, you have a 35.00. Yep, because now I succeeded at it, and if I roll anything at all, uh, you're at least up to 45% guaranteed if you succeed on a roll to get a sliver of a percentage bonus but it's you know oh and then i roll percentile afterwards i got a 20 i get 0.2 percent better at it yes now it does encourage you to not do these every time you roll a skill throughout the course of the game but rather to make check marks during your adventure for each time you successfully use a skill and then at the end of that adventure when you're in downtime rolling a lot of these checks to uh to kind of get a cumulative bonus for how much tiny sliver percentages you gain today yeah which Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I can't imagine trying to DM this and having someone there just being like, hey, I tried to identify that plant. What is it? Oop, made that. Oop, I tried to identify that plant. Oop, got that one. I I can because that's how I played when I was an asshole little kid. No, that's the thing is I can't imagine trying to DM you playing this game because it would always be like, and I backflip into the room. Well, I mean, I was doing that because I was like 13 or 14. I didn't know any better. So I was like, well, 
obviously my dumb Rifts character needs experience. This is before I realized that Rifts experience is useless. Hmm. I don't need a D6 hit points and 4% better basic radio operation. That's ass, ass grabs. I don't care. Huh? Although I care deeply about ass grabs. Don't do them unless <laughs> they've been requested. Uh, consensual ass grabs. Only. Thank you. Just making that. That's our the official policy of System Mastery is ass grabs, consensual only. Uh, we have no other policies. <laughs> now, of course, you can also try and learn skills from a teacher. Oh, that gets so complicated. But your teacher has to be skill level 75% or more. Mm-hmm. And that's the be- that's like a shitty teacher is 75%. And yeah. I'm looking at it like, man, I ain't going to have that until I'm like level 10. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to take forever to get up there. Um it's one of those games that purports that there's just high-level people wandering around waiting for dumb noobs to come up and be like, can you please teach me to rope use? Oh, yeah. I mean, the problem is when you get into the back and you get like, here's a list of all the towns. These are all the sheriffs. <laughs> it's fucking all sheriffs. Every NPC in this game is a fucking sheriff. Yeah, they're just like, oh, here's little hill boots. Well, who's at hill boots? The sheriff, he's level nine. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, that's weird. Welcome to West Fart. Okay, well, who's in West Fart? The sheriff. He's level 12. (laughs) There's 300 people living here. Here's the stats for the sheriff. His stats are that he's level 12. There are no other stats. Yeah. The the sheriffs that you get are plenty and varied, but usually around level 9 is the average. Yes. You do have a couple times where it dips. There's, at the low end, a level 3 sheriff somewhere, Mm -hmm. which you gotta feel sorry for. That's your number one, that's your starting target. Yeah, I was like, oh, is this starting town? Yeah. Is this the first one you go to where the sheriff is level 3? Because there's one where the sheriff is level 20, and it's not the main town, which is weird. It's just some podunk burg called, like, West Podunk Burg. Yeah, you're like, what did you go? I went out to Blood Hill, and Blood Hill has a level 20 sheriff because it's hard living out here. Yeah, like every town is just named after, it's just western towns. So there's this, this there's a map, and the map makes it look like the whole thing borders an ocean. Like, it, it looks like, a, for a place that is 100% deserts, it's weird how much water it's got immediately adjacent to it. I mean, the map basically looks like someone flipped spain the other direction it does yes that's exactly what it looks like but yeah it, all the towns are named things like roundup and you know oh it's all just you know cowboy shit it's yeah just, it's just that welcome to snake gulch <laughs> here's dead man's ravine <laughs> west sand town you know you know the shit that this is <laughs> there are two more stats we need to get into real quick before that we, is true uh one of them is alignment in this game alignment you automatically start at neutral you don't get to choose to have been yeah, a good take guy. take that, Simbita. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to choose to have been a good guy in the past or anything. You step off that boat, you read that long-ass sign that the Chamber of Commerce put up, and you're like, well, I'm neutral about that and everything else. Yep. You um, are not in any way good or bad. You're... Because you, you're starting a new life here, and yeah. what you've d- done before doesn't matter. Yeah, this is your second life. This is you walking into second life, and then there's a big signboard that explains second life to you, and then you start over, and you're completely neutral about second life. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, things could go good or things could go bad here and, here in my second life. Here in second life. Yeah. And then, and then ten furries roll by, and you're like, <laughs> oh no, oh, things have gone things went bad. bad. I've gone evil immediately. <laughs> but the... Uh, the scale is essentially like if you do anything bad or if you kill a good person or 
do certain actions no matter what. Like, there are, in the spells, which we have barely touched on in the Wizards and Gunslingers game, there are a few spells that are illegal. <laughs> they have, like, the the illegal spells, which is wonderful when you're like, why is this illegal? It does 125 damage. You know the spell right before this did 75 to, like, a giant town-sized area. Oh, that's not evil. Yeah, this is the evil one. There's the a gun evil in this one game. does more damage. There's a gun in this game that does 500 damage to a single target. Is that an evil gun to use? No, because guns aren't guns. Don't kill people. This one spell does. <laughs> and there is a spell that is literally just kill a guy. And they, they're like, this is an evil spell. Yeah. Even if you use it to kill an evil person. Yes. And I'm like, so if I shoot an evil guy to death, cool. Plus 20 good points. Oh, well, normally in this game, yes. If you kill anyone evil, you just automatically get good points. Yeah, but Even... if I finger of death a guy and yeah. he was evil, that's evil. That's evil. You get your good points, but also you get immediately moved to evil because the two most illegal spells, the kill a guy and the uh, er erase someone's memories, they both don't give you a or, uh, a an alignment penalty. They just set your alignment to negative 80 or negative 90. Yeah, it just sets you to evil, which is one of the categories in yeah. the evil bad one. Now, the cat the categories range from golden hero to diabolic evil, uh, and there are like 12 categories in total, and there are bonuses you get for being at various alignment categories. So if you think, well, that's a great idea to play Paragon and try and be a good guy throughout this, no, the bonuses are identical. They have different reasoning behind them, but they're identical bonuses. Oh, yeah, because you're like, oh, you're going to get... Half off all your goods, because you're a great hero and everyone loves you. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you're an insane villain, you also get half off, but that's just because people are afraid to not give it to you. Exactly. So there's no reason to be good or evil. They give you the exact same benefits. And again, there's nothing stopping you from playing this game as a complete nonsense serial killer murderer. And as long as you only kill people that like cheated on their taxes or something last year, you will be the holiest man there is. Oh, yeah. And... The only reason to care about dropping in alignment at at all is the other stat, charisma, because mm -hmm. you take a big charisma penalty if you're evil, which is weird, given that you could be like, but what if no one knows, like, if I am an absolute fucking serial killer and then go to a different town and they don't know who I am, why am I suddenly like, yeah, I show up and everyone's like, I don't know. That guy's the worst, though. I love that that means how easy it is to meta this game, where you're like, you meet a guy in town and his charisma is super low. Like, you automatically don't like this guy. And I'm like, does he smell bad? No. Is he dressed poorly? No. Okay, I kill him. <laughs> All there's right, no he's chance, evil. There's no chance he isn't evil, and there's no reason, there's no way that killing a bad guy isn't a good guy thing to do. Of course, you can also lower your charisma by being introverted or having visible tattoos. So all you nerds out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's the other two things you have to check on really quick. You have to be like, well, he, I don't like him. Does he have tattoos? Does he smell bad? Does he dress poorly? Uh, okay, well, no to all of those. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I invite him to a party. Does he spend the whole time talking to my dog? <laughs> Does he want to pet the cat and then leave? <laughs> Did he just post a long meme to Facebook about how to be nice to people who are like him? <laughs> You have a big tirade with a lot of pictures of people in bubbles. <laughs> well, then I guess I have to let him live. But if the answer's no, that's an evil person. You can go to heaven town by killing him. Ugh. Yeah, charisma can also be modified by things like your starting class, if you have nice clothes on. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it is, a, it is a mobile stat. It starts at 45, 
uh, and it also has bonuses and penalties that it assigns to you based on how high or low it gets. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> one of the categories is well dressed, mm-hmm. and it has a plus five charisma maximum because there are. <laughs> Various clothes that have charisma bonuses, yes. but you can't stack them to the maximum of plus 14. <laughs> yeah, it's, it tops out at plus five. Yeah, if you're wearing the the fanciest pants and hat and shirt and cape and gloves, and you're just fucking tuxedo masking around the place. You get a plus five. Yeah. It's helpful, though, if you're like slightly evil and you still want to be charismatic, because that's a weird thing to kind of shut the world off from, from like, you know, the the charming but disreputable riverboat gambler archetype is the kind of thing where you're like, that guy's a bad guy. Yeah, but he's smooth and I like him. Nope. Sorry. (laughs) Not allowed to be smooth if you're a bad guy. (laughs) It's weird choices. So magic. Wizards have four skills that make up their class skill listing. Yeah. Uh, Only one of them has anything to do with spells. The other three are... Uh, one of them is just talking to dead people. Yep. And that one is straight up like just a skill. You want to talk to some dead people? Roll your percentile. If you roll under it, you talk to a dead person. And the great thing is, because it's just a skill, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, ah, the, these ancient wizards. It's like, nah, I'm, I, I'm a fucking glass blower, but also I talk to dead people. Uh-huh. Uh, other people who can't talk to dead people don't understand what the dead person is saying to you and think that you're crazy. Well, yeah, because... From anyone else's point of view, you're just sitting there having a one-way conversation with a dead body. Yeah. But if they can also speak to the dead, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. (laughs) Uh, The other thing you can get is meditation, which is just helpful for getting your mana back. That's right, yeah. Uh, You also get uh, wizardry, which is your... That's the spell one. Yeah, your ability to wizard. So let's talk about how spells work in this game. Sure. I, I hate it. I don't remember what the fourth one skill was, and I don't care. It didn't matter. Um, spells I think it's uh, I think it's inscribing. Ah, it's basically you. like making scrolls and weapons and shit. There's also a fun section in this game of uh, books that will teach you skill points. Yes. Where every one of them is like four levels of books that will teach you four different levels of skill points based on what your current skill total is. Yeah, you're and like, oh, have- if you're in this skill point, you can only get uh percentages from this type of book and they came up with titles for all four books for all like 35 skills or whatever it is but they didn't try very hard it's very fun to read because they just didn't seem to care (laughs) Uh, okay so the spells in this game what do you need to know from spells well they're mana cost obviously yeah uh they have a amount of time it takes to cast them so you need to know that like when you start casting it when they go off and around Mm -hmm. uh they also have the words you need to say in order for the spell to work, and the reagents you will need in order for the spell to work. Yeah, no, GM's note, your players don't have to say those words. We've just included them here, because why not? And they're not very, I mean, they're very Harry Potter. Oh, like yeah. The first one in the game is for, like, ca- throwing darkness in an area, and it's the spell words you say are luminous depletus. Oh, yeah. Lesser harm is vulnerominos. <laughs> You want to make some food? Why, that's Nutrim Genero. <laughs> so, what are these, just an Esperanto? That's, what they, <laughs> that's actually what they sound like. They do sound like written Esperanto. So the spells also have spell levels going one to nine. Yep. And your ability to get them are based on your intelligence score. The only, really the only thing in the game that gives a shit about one of your scores, mm-hmm. like, Stat scores as a gatekeeping mechanic. Yeah. And so 
if you start the game with the highest you can get of 50, then you can cast up to spell level four. Yes. Uh, out of nine. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you've also only got 50 mana and like a level four spell is going to cost you like, I don't know, probably 34. So you'll be quick. able to do one of them. Yeah, the mana cost of, of uh, level four spells runs between 32 and 38. Yeah. So for the most part, eh, you'll be able to do a little bit. The problem is even the level one spells are still like this costs 10 or 12. And all of them are worse than just shooting someone or whatever. So they're not they're not they're not great. No. I also this is one of my favorite sections for a weird sentence because there's a there's a sidebar for how to cast spells under the subheading. How do spells work? Um, and I don't want to talk to a scientist. But here we go. Example. Johnny the wizard wishes to cast the spell of darkness. Johnny already has darkness inscribed in his spell book, so he is ready to cast. Period. Not yet. Period. Okay. You know what, book? You don't need to, like, lie to me and then and then reveal... You're writing the book right now. Oh. You don't need to, like, subvert my expectations halfway through a paragraph. Because <laughs> what's missing? Why do I get a not yet period? Because he also needs the reagents in order to cast the spell of darkness, which are... um. He needs Shaderbane and Blackroot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he uh, Johnny's spellbook says that the spell of darkness calls for Shaderbane and Blackroot. He happens to have Shaderbane and Blackroot. Now Johnny can speak the invocation, Tay in Jos. Okay, no it isn't. It says right here it's Luminous Depletus. <laughs> it's uh, Tay in Jos, by the way. Tay in Jos, that's three words, one syllable. That sounds kind of Elder Scrollsy to me. That kind of sounds like it's a shout. Uh. Am I crazy, or is that kind of a Skyrim? Is that a Skyrim? It sounds like before he got to the spells, and he started writing for the examples for the spells, he was like, oh, I'll use shout descriptors, because Skyrim. That's fun. And And then then, he was like, oh, wait a minute. And then when he got to the spells, he was like, oh, I forgot about my plan to do shouts, and I went with Harry Potter fake Latin, and I just used Esperanto. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fucking neutral Genero. (laughs) God damn it. Doesn't that sound like fucking Esperanto? So... You have your wizardry percentage for you have to roll under in order to cast a spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have to have your reagents, the mana to do it. It also lists a range. Yeah. Uh, and an area effect. And range is a great introduction to the fact that this game uses a weird notation for distances. Yeah. Uh, F is pretty straightforward. When you see something that says 15 F, you're like, that's feet. But then later you'll see like a giant that's listed as 1.6 X's tall. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck is that? And it turns out that X is average human size. Yeah. There's also it uses stones for weight. But it doesn't use them correctly. No, it uses pounds. It just calls them stones. Yes. So there's a point where it mentions that you may encounter a goblin, and it's like, well, what's a goblin? Oh, a goblin is a slightly bigger than a human, mon- demi-human monster, like a big red guy. Uh, how big? Well, like seven feet tall. And also, they're huge. They can weigh as much as 350 stone. And then you look up what that is like. Sure, the average goblin can weigh like 4,200 pounds. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I mean, the average human, according to this book, is like 170 stone. Yeah. So Stones are 14 pounds. That's what stone is. Like, I, you know, I'm all for rejecting dumb old British measurements as much as any right-thinking person is. But still, stone means something. <laughs> that is an actual thing. You can't just say that. <laughs> like, if you're going to come up with a new word for pounds, it should not be a different measure of weight. 
And <laughs> the <laughs> one of the big problems I have with this is occasionally they will just forget to tell you something. So like Annihilation, one of the illegal spells, mm -hmm. has an area affected of see below. Yeah. If, and all it says is it does 140 MBD, which we will get into. Mm -hmm. And if you're hit by it then, and you result in at least 75% of your health loss, then you're going to have to roll or be unconscious for several days. Okay, but who gets hit by it? Ah, I forgot to put that in. <laughs> See the range section, duh. Duh. Anyway, the spells aren't very interesting. Um, most most of them are pretty straightforward D&D spells. Excuse now, me. MBD is the... Uh, my big dick. <laughs> is my big dick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it is maximum something damage. Body. Maximum body damage. Mm -hmm. And... Never underestimate the importance of body damage. I will never, ever underestimate the importance of that. Okay. But it... This game, instead of having you roll dice to see how much damage you do, mm -hmm. you still do that, but... <laughs> you also do that. But instead, they're like, all right, what does this gun do? Uh, it does 20 MBD. All right. So what? So it does 20 damage? Goodness, no. no. Oh, oh, no. So you sweet summer child. <laughs> because what you have to do is after you've hit someone and you can deal damage to them, now you have to roll on percentile to see what percent of your MBD you actually do. And you uh, you go ahead and uh, I think it's you round to the nearest 10. Mm -hmm. But what that means essentially is why am I rolling percentiles? Why don't I just roll a D10 and do, you know, one is 10%, two is 20%, and so on, instead of rolling percentiles and then doing that anyway? Yes. But what it does mean is, oh, you actually have a 14% chance of doing 10% damage because 0, 1 through 14 is all going to be 10%, mm -hmm. and you only have a, what, 5%, 6% chance not that of bad. doing 100% damage. Yeah. Because if you're naturally rounding, then it's just 95 to 100 is going to give you 100% damage. Yep. So they fuck you on the percentages, too. <laughs> you're absolutely right, they do. Uh, by the way, this game doesn't really have dodging. If you would like to not get hit by an attack in combat... Too and, bad. Uh, okay, I mean... We get yelled at for not mentioning combat enough in these reviews, so I'm going to do it real quick, even though we're already at the hour mark. I don't care. Um, in this game, when you just roll initiative, first of all, this game never says roll percentile. Even though it was written in 2007, it still says, every time it wants roll you to roll percentage, it says roll two ten-sided dice. Not even pick a high one or anything like that, just roll 2d10. You're like, well, so is it one, 2 through 20, or is it roll percentile? It's always percentile. It's, they just use the weirdest way to say it. Um, but... When, if you win initiative, and initiative is just percentile with a big bonus for if you're good at speed, Yep. Um, then you shoot at somebody. You go like, well, I would like to shoot at or swing at or hit you. Then you roll again with your chance to hit, um, which is really low, super low. Even the book acknowledges it's low. All the examples in combat are things like, this guy wants to hit this other guy. He has a 40% chance. Now, of course, he makes it. He always makes it. They never miss. No. They just always are honest about the actual chances. Um if someone successfully hits you with a weapon, you can choose to try to roll with the attack, uh, which costs you one of your actions per round. 
if you have an average speed for a starting character, a 33, you have two actions per round. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone tries to punch you, then you can go, oh, okay, I will attempt to roll with it in exchange for one of my actions. You make a chart roll, to, I think it's a speed roll, to roll with the punch. If you succeed at rolling with the punch, you take half damage. Not none, half. If you get, if your roll is so good that it is at or above 100 in terms of its total value after all bonuses are applied, that instead of rolling the attack, you dodge it. Yeah. And if you get exactly 100, whether it's, uh, or, I'm sorry, exactly 100 after... Rolled. It has to be after all bonuses are calculated. And also rolled. There's, it gives you a 100 oh, rolled 100. and 100 okay. if you get it. All right, that's fair. So there's two ways to get it. Yeah. Uh, then you get an automatic... Are you talking about parry still? No. Or, or, or dodge. dodge? I am not yeah. talking about dodge anymore. Oh, okay. So if you uh, happen to get exactly 100 with bonuses applied, then you also get to make a counterattack. Ah, yes. Yeah, there's a little bonus for that. Um, now, the weird thing with that, again, odd choices in here. The You might be saying, wait a minute, 100 or more... I thought this was a roll-under system. It is for literally everything else. Yes, but dodging is a rollover. Dodging is, what did this person roll to hit you? Take that, subtract it from 100, and roll over that new number, even though, numerically, it should just be roll-under whatever they rolled. Exactly. <laughs> because uh, if, if someone hits you at 50%, let's say that they, they rolled a 50 and that hit you, right? Yeah. Then you could try to roll under 50 and not get hit. Or you could subtract 50 from 100, get 50, and try to roll over that, and it's the same shit. And if you're thinking, well, yeah, but that's because 50 is the middle of that numerical cycle, try it with 36 and see if it still works. It does. I hate to break it to you, but that's how numbers work. (laughs) It's just weird little points in this book where they make a decision, and I'm like, why? You didn't need to do this. You already had something set up. It's still not... That one's not as bad as that time we came across a book that gave you the ability to roll percentile and then roll percentile again and try to roll under what you rolled on your first percentile roll. And if you (laughs) succeed at that, then you get a benefit. And we were like, that's mathematically the same as flipping a coin. Why would you roll four dice when you could just flip a fucking coin? Ugh, sigh. (laughs) The (laughs) other thing with combat, so uh, we mentioned you do have armor... It's got armor points. If you get hit in a location because it has random location, then (laughs) your armor will take some of that damage that comes in. And of course, it can break. Shields work the same way. Shields, if you parry something, then instead of worrying about what their roll to hit was, you're just going to roll your parry skill. Mm -hmm. If you succeed at the parry skill, you don't take any damage and all the damage goes to the shield. Mm -hmm. Except... Again, one of my favorite sidebars. There's a part that's like, well, what about if my da- my shield takes more damage than it has left? And the descri- the sidebar answer is, uh, the last hit a shield takes will still absorb all the damage that was dealt in that hit. And then the exa- they give a, a, a example of combat. So, first of all, let me just make it clear. Before the example of combat, the answer is, a shield will take all the damage from the last thing that hits it. Okay? Then it gives an example. Johnny has a shield. It has 10 damage left on it. He takes a hit for 20 damage. He blocks it with his shield. It takes 10 of that damage, and then he takes the other 10. Huh. Weird. Weird that your example is exactly the opposite of the sentence that immediately precedes it. Great. (laughs) Okay, though. (laughs) Uh, And as much as we have been going on about like, oh, and then you'll shoot a guy, and you'll, you'll have a gun, and you'll do some stuff. You won't. No, you won't. 
The highest starting gold you can get is by being an artisan and rolling like a 95 or above on your starting gold percentile. Then you get 900 gold to start. The cheapest gun. A single shot gun. Just a regular ass little tiny pistol is like 1600 gold. 1760 gold to start the game with a gun. No one can start this game with a gun. So really it should just be called Wizards and Slingers. Yeah, it's just wizards and guys with swords, which I know is normally like fantasy, but I swear someone has a gun out there. I like when you step off the boat to Westro and you read that really long sign from the Chamber of Commerce and you're like, sweet, I'm all set to be a cowboy. Can I have a gun? And then there's a second sign that's like, uh, due to the, co- the the fact that iron is constant, we keep trying to make our guns out of high value gold. We, are ha- we have a, a severe shortage of guns, so you can't have one. Huh? Uh, they James bond has bought all of our golden guns <laughs> and it's especially bad when you look at it and you're like, all right, well, what if I wanted to have like a super cool halberd made out of the bones of a worm? Oh, that's like 500 gold. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. What if I want a gun? 7,000 gold. So here's the question. Did that happen because this dude exclusively played Hexcrawl D&D, like, adventure, uh, you know, you can make a mistake and go to a, a hex that has a dragon in it type shit extensively before this, and that's all he knows, and so he instinctively play, uh, prices guns super high because they unbalance games. Is that why he did it, even though this is a cowboy game? Maybe. Maybe. I have no answer. All I know is you can't start this game as a rootin' tootin', gun-shootin' cowboy, because you can't afford to. Oh, good lord, no. Like, if you want a regular-ass rifle, not even a cool rifle, just, I have a, like, every single person in the West had this to shoot and hunt with. Yeah, just some cult hunting rifle. 3,040 gold! And you can't... Mo- if you're playing a fighter, like the, the the class that's like, oh, I should be using guns, uh, you will start the game with at most 300 gold. Oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> ammunition costs, like, two for 100 rounds, so it's not like the ammunition is super expensive. Mm-hmm. It's just getting your hands on that gun. This game is about going out into the West... Finding the first person that has a gun on them. Sneaking up. Murdering them. Knowing that you're going to take a huge... Hopefully they're a bad guy, but if they're You hope so. If they're not, you can just, like, you know, go kill some bad guys afterwards. But you're like, all right, what I need to do is go find anyone with a gun, slit their throat, and then I'll have a gun, and then I'm the commissar. I mean, ultimately, you find the first person you can with a gun, you tempt them to impure acts, and the moment they agree to those impure acts, you kill them, because they're evil now, and then you get a gun, and you get some free alignment points. Yay! And that's the game. God, fucking (laughs) Christ. There's a monster section. There is? I gotta give the book props for having a monster section at all. Um, It mostly mentions things like the local ravenous undead, uh, a couple different types of local monster there's, there's some, the, some giants and goblins, goblins and worm dragons which have scales that make up the greatest weapons and armor of the game yeah you can get skeletons and ogres your standard fantasy type shit there's also a monster creation section for if the monsters in the back of the book aren't good enough there's rules for how to make your own and they're pretty straightforward oh yeah and the fact that they have like oh if the creature is this level it'll have between this much strength it'll yeah. 
you know, have these many attacks and so on. And I was like, oh, that's that's useful, at least, if mm-hmm. you wanted to make something up. One of my favorite things in here is that there's only one monster in the entire BC area it came with that the for which the alignment is not diabolical evil. Uh, um, all the monsters, including all the ones that are just animals. So, like, if you're fighting a snake or a big spider. There's a big snake! It's evil! It's super diabolical evil. Um, there's one monster that isn't. I think it's like a troll of some kind. And it's just dastardly. It's not diabolical evil. It's just the next level up from diabolical evil. Huh? Uh, I don't know why they did that. It's just adorable. It's great. Now... Oh, you can also play as a werewolf or a vampire. That is literally exactly what I was about to say. Ha! I was like... We didn't mention it, but there is a weird little section where they're like, vampires and werewolves ex- exist in this world. You could be one. Of course, if you are, your charisma immediately takes a giant hit because mm. no one's ever heard of a charismatic vampire before. Yeah, that's not a thing. That's not a romantic thing to be. Ugh. No one's ever heard of a romantic werewolf either. Certainly not Laurel K. Hamilton. <laughs> if you want to fuck a werewolf, that's weird. <laughs> You're weird. Get out of here. Get out of here, monster fuckers. <laughs> just kidding. System Mastery endorses monster fucking. <laughs> also, just a doesn't really matter, but by God, the art in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of the art is roughly at the... I mean, you know, to be fair, there's two artists listed. One of them, I can kind of tell, is a, a good artist who has done art before. The other one is clearly the author of this book. Yes. Uh, and his art, all of that is roughly the level of, like, the Virgin and the Chad meme. <laughs> yes. There's a picture that I absolutely love in this book, and every time I see it, it makes me giggle. Yeah, that's some Johnny Five Aces art. <laughs> <laughs> and every time, it's something new. Right now, it's the little bone that is weirdly too thick on one end and too thin on the other, and I'm just like, God bless you, this but, whole thing is stupid. Again, I can't... I can't give this book like a worst art award or anything for even though a lot of the art is just like bad proportioned line art in the book at least it's not we we read a book once where the cover was american gothic drawn in crayon (laughs) and this one he clearly hired someone to do a photo composite job of a cowboy posing against an imposing sunset with a dragon in the distance and i appreciate you got to that the cover is compelling so there's something there uh are you want to get into favorites and least favorites let's do do it yeah no that was that was basically everything i wanted to hit on all right good good yeah just like you everything i want to hit on (laughs) i'm everything you want to hit on for everything else there's mastercard (laughs) what's your favorite thing about uh wizards and gunslingers honestly i mean right at the end there the ability to do the make your own monster Mm -hmm. it also has a like make your own small town Mm -hmm. chart, make your own NPC chart that for a game that does not give the player a lot to work with the fact that at least for the GM, they're like, Hey, here's a bunch of like stuff that you can have yourself. And here's, if you want to fill in either, you know, blanks on the map with your own towns, here's how to make those. If you want to make a new monster, here's what you need to consider. Mm Mm-hmm. I appreciate that it at least, even if it's still making shitty things in a shitty game, is helpful to the the GM and the players to be there. That's true. Can't fault you there. What about you? Oh, I think my favorite thing in this game is that big list of exceptionally samey sheriffs. Of course. It's just so useful. I love knowing that this sheriff is level six and his name is Jim and this sheriff is level nine. His name is James. (laughs) 
No, I can't. Uh, ultimately, I was going to just say the bestiary, just in general. Uh, the fact that it's even in there is useful, and plus the fact that the monsters in it are a spread of levels. There's even a list of them with their level spread, because a lot of the times when we find these games, they're like, either they have no bestiary at all, so they I guess they expect you to make more characters to also fight, uh, or they have one bestiary, but it's got like three monsters in it, and you can't fucking fight them. Yeah. They're like too high level, and every one of them would instantly kill anybody you tried. This one's like, no, we gave you a full list that's from level one characters to level 20 characters. There's monsters for everybody. It was <laughs> monsters for all. That, I thought that was well, uh, nice to include, and it, it, it didn't waste the space. Oh, also the other nice thing is the quick reference chart of how much damage you do based on what you rolled for percentile and what your MBD is. Yeah, it's a huge, par a huge full page thing. Now, granted, it only goes up to base MBD 56. So if you manage to get one of the spells or the guns that do more than that, then you got to do the math on yourself. But, yeah. you know, whatever. At least it's sort of there for most things. And then that comes right after a bunch of um, what I'm going to go ahead and say are the worst maps in the world. Because <laughs> you get all these maps of Federal City, the biggest city in Westru, that are just like bad Xeroxes of someone else's adventure map from a different point in time. Oh, yeah. It like just looks like someone took a very grainy close-up picture of carpet. Yeah. Like you can tell, this map was stolen from some other book. Like I don't. Um, that's an allegation. That, that's not a real allegation. Allegedly, this map appears. To <laughs> and we will find the real killers. And then before that is even more maps where they've drawn in like that. You know, a lump is a hill, and there's a line. No, is but, that your least favorite thing, though? No, that's not what I was saying. I'm still talking about your least favorite, or we're not even at least favorite thing. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't even ask you what yours is yet. I know. What is your least favorite thing? Oh, my least favorite thing has to be. The uh, opening percentages for skills. Mm -hmm. You know, I've said it a million times on this show, but every time you make a character and they show up and you're like, here's the fantasy we're selling. You're brand new in this, you know, new world and you got to go out there and make your way and you're a cool gunslinger. No, you're not. You're a piece of shit, and the first person you meet will beat you up, because if you have a gun, they will take it from you. You can't afford that gun anyway. Where'd you get a gun? Yeah. You can't use that gun. You're a dog. <laughs> it's... The fact that they're like, and remember, the highest percentage you could have is 35, maybe 45 if it was a weapon skill and you're one of the two classes that gets plus 10. Mm -hmm. Then, and only then, will you approach a 50-50 shot of being able to do something. I don't know what the sweet spot number is. I would say six, somewhere between 60 and 75%. For me, 75% is the sweet spot that I like to see for most things skill-wise. Yes. At least. Mm -hmm. uh, there are... For certain games, especially if you're like, oh, this has a lot of riders and ways to buff and, you know, hinder things. And so that's important. Having it be a 50-50, but it's assumed that you'll be getting like, you know, a plus four from something and a yep. whatever. Now, then sure. I may not be a game design theorist, even though I am one of now the I may be a simple <laughs> country, country game designer. <laughs> I only design country games. Yep. <laughs> I may not be a, a game design theorist. I mean, I am obviously one of the greatest game design theorists. John and I, at this point, officially greatest game design theorists of all time. Obviously, Yeah, that's just, you know, it's on our cards. Uh, but I feel like below about 70 to or 60 to 75 percent is when you're going to start seeing players bog the game down by doing everything they can to never have to use their shit skill percentages that will fail. Oh, yeah. If or in case of this game where you get a little tiny chance for a tiny little boost 
constantly yes. using them for any stupid thing. And you better, because you only get that tiny chance for a boost if you succeed at the skill. Yeah. You don't learn anything by failing. No, you have to succeed, and then you might get a tiny little boost. You ever heard that old uh, that old saying that, that failure is the greatest teacher? That's a lie. Success is the greatest teacher. <laughs> That's a lie. Someone with 75% or greater in a skill is the greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a big book called Talking with the Dead, Volume 1. That's a really good teacher. What's your least favorite thing in this game? Um, I mean, you already took the, the basic one, which is that this game's skill percentages are laughably low. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't really want to say the weird language structure in which the game is written, because that was the only thing that kept me reading. I mean, honestly, you could go over to the other one, which is just the stats are terrible and weird. That is true. Uh, they, they did a great job of reducing the stats down to just three of them. Unfortunately, they made one of them speed, so that's the only one you would ever take. Like... Why would you take another one? If you if you take a speed character, you can spend every turn being like, well, I speed super pumped high, so I can just shoot five bullets from my gun every every round and do quite well. What about you, spellcaster? Well, my speed's low, so I can start casting a spell. And when it goes off next round, it will do half as much damage as one of the bullets from your gun. And, I mean, the sad bit is the the caster is like, well, I have to have a super high intelligence because that's gating my ability to learn spells, not, not yeah. only learn spells, but cast them because that's also my mana. Yeah. So you have to pump like everything you can into intelligence. Meanwhile, a strength character. But you also are Sorry. like, but my health is based on my strength, so I can't ignore that. My attacks is based on my speed, so I can't ignore that. Whereas if you're the speed character, you're like, oh, I can just put a 10 in intelligence and never worry about it. Yeah, you can dump in. Because literally the only thing it does if you're not a wizard is how many f- extra followers can I get and at worst, it's not more. Yeah. It doesn't give you a penalty. So you're like, oh, I guess I can only have two followers instead of four. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, so yeah, dump, dumping intelligence is obvious unless you really want to mess with this game's very bare bones magic system. Yep. And then speed is speed and strength are obviously not close to equivalent in the slightest. Strength doesn't do anything but damage bonuses for how hard you hit with blunt or sorry, melee weapons. And also uh, controls your health total. Yeah. That's it. But the thing is, because you can only put a 50 out of your 100 into anything, almost assuredly, the best character is, all right, 50 speed, 40 health, or 40 strength, which is basically only there for health. Yep. 10 intelligence, because it doesn't matter. Here we go. I mean, the other thing I might pick as my least favorite is the fact that this is a gunslinging game in which it is literally impossible to start the game with a gun. Oh, yeah. And every profession has a starting equipment thing. It's like, oh, are you you an artisan? Well, you come with some crafting tools and you've got some nice clothes and whatever. Useless shit. You're just sitting there writing down shit like quill, backpack, three matches. And you're like, why am I writing down three matches? I don't give a flying fuck. Give me shit that affects the game world anyway. No, you get a bedroll. No, the only one that even remotely has the chance of coming with a weapon is the thief, and then only half of the time. Yeah, they have a 50% chance of starting the game with the worst dagger in the game. Yep. Wow. (laughs) And if you're thinking, okay, well, that's fine. I'll just take the ranged weapon skill. I want to play a gunslinger, and I will earn my way to a gun. But in the meantime, bows are cheap, right? So I'll just take a bow, and I can just use different skill. Oh, that's archery, baby! Mm-hmm. You better believe it! So your character's gonna, if you're playing a gunsling, you're gonna start the game as either an adventurer or an artisan, so you get the maximum amount of gun skill bonus you possibly can, you get that 45% chance to hit a gun with a gun, you're feeling real good about yourself, and that's when you hit the wall of like, oh, I can't have a gun, 
so I can't even improve my gun-using skill, because the only way to improve my gun-using skill would be to have a gun, shoot the gun, succeed at shooting the gun, and then have a slight chance of getting gun skill bonuses. Yeah, so instead I guess I rely on one of my other skills that's worse, that I have less of a chance to succeed at, that I don't get as many points on, and, uh, oops. One wonders how you started with a 45% in gun skill anyway, given that you have never seen or (laughs) held a gun. Yeah, guns are a strange upper-class item that you would never have. They cost, on average, like six times as much as starting magical equipment. Yeah. You want to start with a wand that shoots fireballs? It'll cost you about 600 gold. Oh, yeah. You want a gun? 3,000. It's so silly to me that you can get a wand that's like 15 times you can shoot a fireball. The fireball does like 40 MBD. What if I want a single-shot gun that does like 20 MBD? $1,600. So weird. Would you play this game? No, never. This is garbage. It's <laughs> terrible. It's poop from a butt. Uh, and I assume I can speak for you when I say... I think this is a powerful attempt to craft a new indie game design experience. And I hope that the person who wrote it took a, a great deal of lessons from it and went on to write a game that wasn't quite so um, beginner. I, 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 it is my... It is my personal hope that this this author went on to write many more fine games, uh, or started writing fine games. <laughs> went on to write a good game at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, that 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 that'd be nice. I uh, I I, tr- I I didn't want us not say anything at all, so I'm trying to say nice things. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting effort, and I'm glad that it's still out there. I, you know, there are things I would throw as obviously I wouldn't play this. It's it 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 doesn't have anything interesting in it. No, there's nothing that's, for me here. That, that's and that's worse than saying the game has a bad design, which it also kind of does. I don't want there's there's nothing to do. I don't I don't want to go to West Dry Gulch Junction Fart Town and meet Sheriff Jim Bob Dubas, who's level six. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's like the worst thing I can say about a game is I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't, there was there really wasn't a hook to get me going in this yeah. setting. So, meh. but you know, it's it's good journeyman work. They they tried to write a game. I hope he got better. It's good freshman work. It wasn't from a <laughs> from a freshman in high school. The thing I wanted to say that's good about this game as a marketing tool is that the dude knows what he wrote because it's still available on Drive Through RPG for a dollar. A dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh that that's that's the same cost as a good dick slap. <laughs> well, any dick slap really. Mm-hmm. Who knows how good it'll be. <laughs> so there you have it. That's uh There it is. Wizards and Gunslingers. Now, of course, if you want more of this, yeah, who wouldn't? Then head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com/systemmastery. We are going to make characters for Wizards and Gunslingers. We are going to present them to you and get a little more in-depth into all the choices and things you can do when you're making your character. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the bargain basement bottom level of joining unlocks all of the bonus content we have done for this show. That's right. And there are several other levels. You can also join us at $2 will unlock all the Star Wars bonus content. $5 will unlock all of the afterthought and TV mastery stuff. So there are so many extra podcasts you can get your hands on by just joining us at various levels. Uh, it is worthy of note that we are now beginning the process again of of once again moving to a monthly charge instead of a per episode charge. Yes, indeed. Um, so you'll uh, probably get an email or something about that. Yeah, those those ranges are likely to change from one to and five to two five and ten 
Yes. Uh, which may sound like an up in price, but they are not. In fact, it's a very slight reduction over the course of any given year. Yeah. Even at the, the level that jumps from two to five, technically it saves you money over the course of the year because of the, you don't, we no longer will have three episode months. Yes. So, so, uh, those new levels are coming. They're going to be a, they're going to be a cost save for you. You may ask, so why, please, yeah, please support us yes, as we lose money because <laughs> we're about to lose money. You may ask, why would we voluntarily lose money? It's so we can take fucking vacations. Yep. It's there for ease, transparency. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what's going on. We don't have to fret and furrow our brows about getting a specific episode out at a specific time. We are able to give you the content that you want. Make sure you know exactly what you're paying every month, and then everything will turn out fine. We want to be able to take a vacation just once in our lives. I still smell like campfire. I'm I'm doing a podcast right now, and I smell I still smell like campfire. Yeah, you just got back today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how we do vacation around here. Yeah, vacation is technically reading for the show and then doing the show. <laughs> So, and we've been doing this show for how long now, John? Oh, almost 10 years come August times. Woohoo! All right. Well, anyway, please keep supporting us if you haven't already, or if you are, and if you haven't, why not consider it? Thank you so much for listening. You all have a really good week, and we'll see you again oh so soon. 